You know, when you have a child, there are things you know you'll be responsible for teaching them. Walking, talking, reading. I was especially good at the talking part. But then there are those things you don't think about having to teach them, like blowing their nose or wiping their bottom. That's the grosser stuff, but you have to do it. So today on the podcast, we'll talk about some of those little things you'll have to help them learn that you might not expect. And sometimes it's kind of gross. And some tips and tricks we've learned with our kids. And speaking of awkward conversations, how do you handle those awkward conversations with your parents on what you would want for them to not do around your child? We'll tell you the secret phrase that will help smooth that conversation. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. And remember, the best decision is the one you make. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, my name is Shelby and I live in Carmel, Indiana. I have a five-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. When I had my son, it really never dawned on me that I was going to have to teach a human how to do basic human things like blowing his nose, spitting his toothpaste out, wiping his butt. Sorry for being so graphic there, but you guys have so much experience between the two of you. Do you have any little tried and true tricks for how you taught your kids how to do the silly little things, literally like blowing their nose, (laughs) how to tell the right shoe from the left shoe, or maybe just a funny story, just to let me know I'm not the only one caught off guard by realizing I'm responsible for showing someone how to cut their food with a knife. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Let's be clear. Parenting is graphic. <laughs> it is so graphic. And look, we have all been there just trying to get them to to learn the next thing and the next thing. And there's always things that we get to learn and explore and do. And, and yes, we have to teach uh, our kids these things. And uh, one of my favorites with the with shoes is helping them to tell the difference between the right shoe and the left shoe is to take a sticker, cut that sticker in half and put one half on one shoe, one half on the other. And they put those together and they start to kind of understand I wish you had done that to me when I was a kid. I really had a tough time with it for much longer than one should. And uh, we do all figure it out, though. Thank goodness. We do. It is a great idea. And yeah, so we're teaching them the basics of life. And I think one of the things is expectations. And, you know, we say this with food all the time. They may have to like be exposed to a food for 20 times before they really decide if they like it. At first, they just don't like the unfamiliar. And our job is to just, it's going to keep showing up and you'll figure it out. So just have that expectation. They're not going to get it right the first time, second time, third time, fourth time. I mean, we are clinging to hope as parents that is part of our job. And sometimes we're hanging by a thread. (laughs) Is this kid going to get it? I don't know. 
So one of the videos that's circulating, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, is this teacher who's teaching, I don't know, kindergarten, preschool kindergarten type ages. So all the kids are sitting on this stool, and behind them, there's two balloons taped to the stool. And so she is teaching them to wipe their butt. Oh. With these balloons. <laughs> and, and they're all reaching around and she's oh. demonstrating that in the front and they're kind of wiping, you know, the butts. Yeah, that and would work with pillows too. Yes, like pillows, little round yes. pillows. Of course, yes. if you use balloons, you got to be, you know, supervise your kids. Super yeah. careful, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Supervised, you know, balloons <laughs> are so much fun if they're supervised, you know, especially for, you know, school kids that are five years old and you're trying to teach them how to wipe their butts. So that's one thing. Try and look at that video. Well, and because it makes, does it make that little noise? <laughs> yes. I think it's brilliant. I, it. I think that is brilliant. And I think that, you know, we really need, that is something that I think as a parent, we don't think about like, oh wait, I've potty trained my kid. I've been wiping his butt for, you know, two and a half years. Nobody tells us when we're supposed to stop. Yeah. <laughs> This is, you know, like you could have a teenager and you're still tying their shoes because it just became part of the busy life that you had. We had to get out the door. I do A, B, C, D. And meanwhile, their development is just going at a record pace and they're in a routine with us. So I love that you're asking this question. And school is so great because peer pressure is fantastic. It is At helping, yes, to, for kids to accomplish these things. Kids, you'll say, oh, they eat so good at school. Yep. Because there's like 10 other kids and they're all doing the same thing at the same time. So even having some friends and teaching these things together, it just works so well. And with some kids, if you have an older cousin, an older sibling, like they're always wanting to do what those kids do. So involving them, not necessarily in the wiping your butt part, that's not right, but (laughs) in the getting on of the shoes, in the cutting something with a, you know, plastic knife, blowing your nose, using a utensil. Yes. And um, in the blowing the nose, if you blow on their face, it does get them to kind of, you know, hold their breath a little bit. And then we talk about holding their little, you know, lips closed while they blow out a candle, which is so great. And so they'll automatically try blowing it out with their nose. It's just a super fun game to play. Um, We don't light the candle. It's just an imaginary game that we play, clearly. Um, And, you know, just these little things that we do to help teach them should be super silly. And super fun. We should enjoy it. They're not going to get it right. They're going to swallow some snot. There's going to be, you know, poop. I'm not going to say the word that I'm thinking. So I feel like your kids might be in the car and this is not a word that they would like to. Poop happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, But the amount of times we said poop already, I'm sure is very entertaining for them all. Um, And we just want to say they do get the hang of it. Use your helpers. Be relaxed. Have a great time. And just very naturally laugh about it. These things can be super fun. So we are so excited to introduce the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow mattress that we had the opportunity to work with Colgate to make. Now, this is a mattress company that is family owned and operated 
Right here in Atlanta. Yes, right here in our backyard. And so we were able to come together and just tick off a long list of specifications for what we thought would be the best and safest way for babies to get those long stretches of sleep. So we can do moms on call and have those great nine to 12 hours in a row on the safest mattress we could design or think up. And, And the great thing is, of course, you know, we always want that for the baby. Like when we're shopping for mattresses at the beginning where, you know, all of a sudden we become expert on eco-friendly, phthalate-free, yes. you know, nothing's got any off-gassing, which of this mattress ticks all those boxes. But we also want to think that this mattress is going to grow with this baby's. Babies grow so fast. In the blink of an eye, we are, you know, at the store picking out that first mattress. And this is a mattress and a purchase that's on one of the main ones. It's essential, right? And we want that mattress to go from newborn all the way through toddlerhood, which is exactly how we designed it. And it has been so much fun. I mean, we got our, we got the prototypes and Jennifer and I were both laying on them. (laughs) I could fit better because I'm short. (laughs) That's right, right? And, and and the reason we did it that way was one side, we needed it to be super firm for those newborn little babies. But as they transition to that toddler bed, we don't want you to have to go and get another mattress. You can just flip this one over. And it is so well formed. So we have square corners. It's going to fit right into the standard U.S. size crib. It's going to be light and easy to change the sheets because that's one of the things when they get to toddlerhood. And even sometimes as you're learning how to put on a diaper properly, you know, stop by our website and we'll show you some diaper changing hacks that will help you to keep the pee and the poop in the diaper. But it leaks out sometimes and you find yourself changing the mattress sheets. This one's waterproof. It's lightweight. It fits right in those cribs, so snugly. And Laura and I have always been dedicated to providing a safe sleep environment for families because families who rest well thrive. And that is what we partnered with Colgate to achieve. And so we are very, very thrilled to introduce you to the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress by Colgate. Hi, Jennifer and Laura. I'm Ruth, and I'm pregnant with my first child, a little girl. I absolutely love your podcast, and I started listening right after I found out I was pregnant. My husband and I are struggling with how to talk to his parents about smoking around the baby. We definitely don't want them doing it in the house with the baby around, but we aren't sure about other dangers, like with their clothes or just the smoky air in their house. We're thinking of asking them to wash their hands after smoking and before holding the baby. My husband thinks it's a bit extreme to ask them to put on fresh clothes before they come to visit or before we go over there. But I don't know. Is it excessive? Are there other things we should ask them to do to make sure the baby is safe? And any tips on how to approach them about it would be great. Thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you, I always like to start off phrases that may not be universally accepted with our loved ones. my favorite. With... I'm sure you understand. And that just, you know, puts them in the mode of understanding. And I'm sure you understand. Even secondhand smoke is, in fact, very definably dangerous for babies. 
So we do not want to expose them to those things. And we also want to give the grandparents an opportunity to recognize that as a family, we're all going to put the baby's safety first. So I want you to be in agreement. The two of you should have a really great talk about this. I love that you're open and talking about it. And I would start off with that phrase. Um, and yes, washing their hands. Absolutely. Not being in the house with the secondhand smoke. Absolutely. Can we, you know, meet out on the porch? Are there outdoor areas where we can ensure that the power of the love that a grandparent has for a baby it outweighs some of the small risks of what they might smell on the clothes. Right. And that uncomfortable conversations that have to happen. And that phrase, I'm sure you understand, just kind of, hey, look, we're all on the same page here. We need to keep this little one safe. That indoor smoke at the grandparents' house, if they have smoked inside of their home for years and years, continue to smoke inside of their home, that is very difficult to get out because, oh, you're coming over for dinner on Friday night, right? So we're probably going to make other arrangements. They're gonna, they can bring dinner to your house. Y'all can meet out, like do the outside thing like Jennifer said. When they come to your house, uh, you can have a shirt or a robe that they can kind of put over their clothes that will keep a layer between the smoky clothes because they're smoking in the car, smoking in the house or what have you, uh, and that baby as well. So like a smoking, we'll bring back smoking jackets. A smoking jacket <laughs> and a dickie will be lovely in order to hold my child. <laughs> Let's say that's not working out so great. Let me tell you what babies do. Babies don't like the scent. No. And they're not going to hold your baby very long because the baby's going to be crying about that. And so if that's happening, then it's a great way to say, oh, it's, you know, probably just that unfamiliar scent. So maybe we can put this blanket on you. It's a great way to use your little mom's on-call swaddle blanket. Yep. Just throw it over his shoulder. And just say, this kind of, you know, smells a little bit more like what the baby's used to. Um, but your baby's going to help you out in this regard, I promise. And so, you know, try and, and have those honest conversations between you and your husband first. And then use that phrase, I'm sure you understand, as you guys come together for the safety of this little one and ensuring that the relationship between those grandparents and this little one is still a top priority. And just so we're clear, nobody is looking out for the safety of this baby like you are. That is part of our primary function as a parent. So Laura and I, we want to say we are on your side. Do what you need to do to make those great decisions. It is sometimes difficult and awkward and on the other side of awkward is often victory. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 